One, two, three. Welcome to Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit, a podcast that explores the many ways Bob Jones University is advancing God's kingdom through Christian education with the biblical worldview. I'm Daniel Lehman, a current student at BJU and co-host for this podcast. Today in our interview, we have Miss Emily Nelson. Emily is the granddaughter of Dr. Ed Nelson, and we're going to do an interview with her and talk about her grandfather in the book that she wrote on his life story, his biography. Uh, Dr. Ed Nelson is 97 years old. He was my pastor and also not only ordained me into the ministry, but married my wife and I back in 1980. He's an amazing man. And this book is an amazing story. And, and really just the way that she wrote it is really very compelling so I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Emily Nelson and how she wrote the book about her grandfather. Today we have on our program Miss Emily Nelson. Emily is the granddaughter of Dr. Ed Nelson, who was my pastor, actually married my wife and I, and pastored for many years at the South Sheridan Baptist Church of Denver, Colorado. He is now uh, 97 years old. He graduated from Bob Jones University back in the late 1940s and uh, is a very uh, unusual man. And so Emily wrote a biography of her grandfather, and the name of the biography is called A Sinner Saved by Grace. And so I think this would be very interesting uh, to talk about because, first of all, we don't have a lot of biographies being written today about Christians. And uh, this is one because he lived such a unique life. So, Emily, thank you for being with us today. Thank you very much for having me. So tell me where you live. I live in Castle Rock, Colorado. Okay, and you live... Well, let's, let's back up. I want, we want to know about you first before we get to your granddad. And uh, so tell us about your growing up and where you grew up and all of that. So I was actually born in Arizona um, when I was three. Then my family moved to Colorado and lived there for seven years then moved to minnesota because dad got a job promotion to the company headquarters um but then so all my real growing up years were in minnesota okay and then once i graduated from high school then we moved back to colorado dad actually commuted for a year he had gotten a different job at the time and he commuted from colorado to minnesota and back so you have how many kids in your family there are five and which which number are you i'm number three you're number three the middle child the best one yes you know. <laughs> well i know your dad because i was your dad's counselor in teen camp back in the day when uh, he was growing up and so uh so your dad is tim mm -hmm. and your mother's name is monica correct and uh tim nelson was dr ed nelson's See the youngest son. He's the youngest. He's the baby of the He's family. He's the baby of the family. He's the baby of the family. He's a lawyer. He is. Where did he went to Duke? Didn't he? He did. As I remember, I know he went to Bob Jones and he went to Duke. Yep. And uh, so, you uh, wrote this book about your grandfather, Doctor Nelson. Yep. So tell us what what motivated the granddaughter to write this book. It's actually a God thing. Is the best way to describe it. So I was doing. I was working for a financial services company doing marketing. And um, in March of 2019, Grandpa just looked at me one night at the dinner table and said, hey, why don't you quit your job and you can help me write my biography? We've been talking about this for a long time. 
nobody's ever written my biography. Why don't you just quit your job and write my biography? Well, let's stop, stop right there. Now, you, you went to Bob Jones. Correct. And what year did you graduate? 2016. 2016. Your degree was? Journalism and mass communication. Okay. All right. So, so perfect. It makes sense to everybody else. I never had aspirations to write a book. And I focused more on the broadcast side of the journalism hmm. than the print journalism. So... In my mind, I never thought that I'd do much writing. Um, but anyways, so Grandpa approached me and asked me to write the biography. And I said, Grandpa, that's great. I have a job currently, and I'm getting paid. You don't have money. I don't have money. And I have bills to pay. This isn't going to work. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. Um, well, two months later, my grandmother passed away. Hmm. And at her viewing, right before the service, um, a man approached my grandfather and said, I'd like to help you write your biography, and pulled out his checkbook and wrote a check to pay me a year's worth of salary so wow. I could quit my job and help grandpa write it. Wow. And at that time, I was like, okay, God, I guess this is what you want me to do. And for about two weeks, I really actually wrestled with the Lord mm. because he had provided financially but I was just like, God, I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never written a book. I don't know where to start. Are you sure you chose the right person? Like me? Like, right. It's right. me. And the Lord just reassured my heart that he doesn't make mistakes. And if I could trust him to provide financially, why in the world would I doubt sure. that he was going to sure. give me the ability? Well, and so, I, well, obviously, you felt like you had a sense of need of help. So, mm -hmm. so give me the back. Give us a little bit of the, of the process that you went through, and I'm sure you refined it more and more as you went went through it. Yeah. So I started writing in June of 2019. Just to say, I just want to say this: you got a pretty smart family. I mean, you got smart aunts and uncles. I mean, there's you. I'm no sure pressure. That, no pressure. I'm sure there's plenty of people that would want to help you. Yes. Yeah. So I. I ended up buying a video camera and I figured out that the, or for me at least, the best way was to just sit grandpa down and get the information because most people say that once your spouse dies, you have about six months to live and at that age, then you're gone. So yeah. I was like, I need to capture all this information as quickly as possible right. while his mind is really, really sharp. Right. And because um, you never know if he's going to all of a sudden like not start remembering things right. or if he's going to have health problems. Sure. So captured everything on video, set, uh, set up a mock TV studio in our basement and said, Grandpa, tell me all the stories. And, and he, so did. he did. And we got pretty much everything. Wow. And as I went along, there were tidbits. It's like, okay, Grandpa, I need, I'm missing this piece. Like it doesn't make sense to me. So I'd right. capture a little video. But we have almost his entire life captured on video wow. of wow. him telling it. Wow. So then I got transcriptions of all of that and used that as the manuscript for the book. And Grandpa had written quite a few pages of the facts of his life. Okay. And like, this is who my mother is and a lot of the family history. Right. Which was a lot of things like I didn't, I didn't know all that. Right. And how like what his grandfather did and how he came from Sweden and all this family information, which is so actually So his really grandfather cool. came from Sweden. Both, both grandparents, actually. Yeah. 
all four grandparents. And they can't, do they come Sweden. straight, do they go straight to Colorado? In a roundabout way, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know, because I knew he grew up in Colorado. Yep. Yeah. So. What year was your grandfather born? 1923. 1923, okay, all right. So. So, um, so tell us about, uh, you, you, you did the video recording. So once you decided to start writing it, did you follow a process in your thinking of what, how you wanted it written? Yes. I did a lot of research and read a lot of biographies across the board. Some Christian, some not Christian. Um, some were really interesting. Some were very boring. Okay. And I picked out the things that I liked about the particular author and I found that the ones that were really enjoyable to read made you feel like you weren't reading a biography. It was like you were living the person's life with them. Yes. And so, and I also read a few novels. I'm sure. selective with those, but it's like, okay, what makes these books so Readable. captivating? Yeah. And kind of mentally going through that process and figuring that out and saying, okay, there are hooks at the end of chapters making you want to just read one more page because I know right. it's hard for me to put a book down. It's like, oh, I'll just see how the next chapter starts. Right. And so um, so in the writing of it, and this is what I've heard from people who have read it, uh, first of all, everybody who's read it has almost said the same thing. It was a great book. It was a page turner that's the big thing i they couldn't just, put it down i couldn't put it down so it was definitely an exciting book about his life mm -hmm. story um why why did you want to write this what did you what was what what motivated you i mean i mean your grandfather's a great man in but at your heart why why did you want to do this i think it's for two reasons one is just because i love grandpa so much mm. And then two is because my generation and the younger generations need to know that God is still working mm. and that like w younger people tend to look at old people as washed up and don't recognize the depth of history and life that they've achieved because older people tend to ramble or it's just different. Yeah. And they don't know what to do with it. It's almost like a communication gap. Yeah. yeah. yeah and so it. being able to write a book that's interesting and just share, he was just like you mm -hmm. and he's just like me. And he had dreams and aspirations and he had failures and look at what God did in his life. Right. And it was just because... He believed God, hmm. and he was totally surrendered to whatever God wanted him to do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's lacking right. in Christianity in America right? specifically. And so it was just an, it's like, I, I want people to know this. That's like, awesome. God is not done working. So tell us, um, give us, kind of give us a sketch of your grandpa's life, because um, when I was younger, your grandfather was much more well known than he would be today, mm -hmm. but so so the people that are listening, you know, they they're going to want to know a little bit about his life. So kind of this short story. Okay, short story. Here we go. Summing up nine hundred, not nine hundred, mm -hmm. three hundred some pages 
Um, so he was born on a farm in Windsor, Colorado, and um, he grew up in a very moral family. And he thinks his dad was a believer, but his mother was not. And um, she would occasionally go to church. His dad was very faithful in taking grandpa and his brothers to church, but he never heard the gospel. Mm. He just heard that he was a good boy and, um, and that when he went to heaven, when he ended up dying, everything would be just fine because he was such a good person. And when he was 17, he was in an accident with a runaway team of horses and the doctors said that he wouldn't make it through the night. And he vividly remembers praying, God, if there even is a God, I want you to hear my prayer and let me live. And if you do that, I'll get a Bible and I'll read it because I do want to know what the truth is. And the Lord obviously let him live. And he got a Bible, didn't understand it. And um, he was still recovering from that accident when World World War II broke out. Mm and the attacks on Pearl Harbor, and he really wanted to get well so he could fight. But his heart had been damaged because Mm. of the accident, so the Lord kept him home and didn't let him actually go into the military. Mm. And it was during that time that Dr. Bob Sr. came to a church in Fort Collins, and his mailman invited him to a revival meeting and preached and said, you're a sinner and everybody might think you're a good person on the outside, but inside, you know, deep down that you have problems. And the Bible says that because of that, you deserve to die. And it made him so angry. He vowed he would never go back. Well, then the next day on the tractor, he was like, I wonder what he's going to preach about. That'll make me mad again. And so he went back the next night, and four nights later, he ended up surrendering to the truth that he is a sinner, Mm. and he does deserve to die, but the grace of Jesus Christ came Mm. into his life, and um, his life changed instantly. He said he remembers driving home that night and thinking about the magazines he used to look at, and that night, he was like, well, those have to go, Uh and it was just... I asked him, I said, Grandpa, what were you saved from? Because you were a good person. He's like, that's what I was saved from, my my own goodness. Mm. Because it's not our own goodness. It's it's the goodness of God. Amen. So Amen. a year later, he was then called to preach under the ministry of Dr. Bob Jr. And um, left his aspirations of politics and being a farmer. And he said, I'm, I'm going to Bible college, and ended up coming to Bob Jones University. What Met, year did he come to BJU? He came in 1946. Okay, so he he came before it moved over here to Greenville. Yes. So, so he, he was in Tennessee and then moved He was here. in Tennessee for a year, and then the school moved in 1947, I believe it was. So of course, of course, we can't tell the whole story today because <laughs> because it'd be you you wrote the book to tell the whole story. Yeah. Uh, if you could, um, uh, let me let me just ask you this: in in going through this, what were some of the biggest surprises? Hmm, that's a t- that's a hard one. One interesting surprise that I didn't know prior to writing the book was that 
in between the time he told his dad he was done working on the farm and the time he went to Bible college, he decided to take the three months to start the Colorado Farm Bureau. Mm. And so he just went knocking on doors and, and raising support to start the Colorado Farm Bureau. And he said that that was actually very instrumental because it kind of prepared him for soul winning. Wow. <laughs> just knocking on doors. But uh, so that was surprising. And there were quite a few little surprises along the way, and it's hard to remember all of them. You know, he had a lot of miracles take place. He did have a lot of miracles. I mean, lots of answers to prayer, amazing things that happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, people being healed, you know. Himself being healed. Being one of them. Yeah, lots of different things. And that's that's a lot where I learned... I kind of cut my teeth from that. Yeah. So for you personally, what was the biggest blessing in writing the book? Just the challenge to believe God. Hmm. Because so often it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I believe God. But then in real life, when there's a need, it's like, oh, God, like, sure, I'm praying about it, but I'm not really expecting God to do anything. So I'm going to have to pull up my bootstraps and do it myself but grandpa would just he would just pray about it and a problem would arise and he was like well let's go to the lord in prayer and he still does that yeah to this day he does and just the challenge to believe god and expect him to work and what so as we we kind of wrap this up because we could talk about it forever i wanted you to be able to tell the just a brief story because i really want people to read this I want people to be able to get the book. They can either get it, you know, from Bob Jones University. We have it here in the bookstore. Uh, can they order it online? They can. Our direct website is ednelsonevangelistic.org. Or um, the book is also available in a paperback, a hardback, and audiobook version on Amazon. Yeah, so you can get it on Amazon. Yeah. And it's called A Sinner Saved by Grace. So why should people read this book? What would be what would be the not the sales pitch because it's not a sales pitch. It's it's really a, really something that would be be helpful to people because I've heard a lot of good things. So why should people yeah. read it? It is an enjoyable book. That's not the only reason you should get it, um, or the primary reason. The reason you should get the book is because it will challenge your own faith. Mm. And it's not the life of a man, although it is. It's the story of my grandpa, but it's really the story about how God can take one person and use them to touch so many people for his own glory. Mm. And your grandpa's still alive. He's 97 years old. He is. Well, I hope uh, you folks that have uh, listened to this today, thank you for listening. We'll take an opportunity to read or download the book, A Sinner Saved by Grace, the life story of Ed Nelson, written by his granddaughter, Emily Nelson. And if you're interested, we have it here in the bookstore as well at Bob Jones University. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit. Don't forget to find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.